Well, round two in Valencia for F1 Academy came to an end last weekend. Welcome to episode 11 of Formula Talk. As mentioned, we're here to discuss F1 Academy as it was a quiet weekend, not much F2 and F3 on, but we'll get into it for later episodes for Imola coming up. My name is Sophia, and joining me as always is the lovely Tom Downey. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, thank you. And you? I'm not too bad, thank you. Glad the sun is out, although it has just gone overcast. <laughs> Maybe for you, it's been quite kind of grey in Manchester where I am right now. So, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but before we get into this episode, we must thank our sponsor for this episode, Bet Online. BetOnline.ag is your number one source for all your basketball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. BetOnline is always your sports information headquarters this season, as we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs, from basketball to MLB to NHL, hockey, right to UFC and boxing. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games. You can play right from your, from your home. Head to our website today or use your mobile device to get in on all the action. Be sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. Let's get into it. So I I do have to slightly apologize on how um, F1 Academy was, we talked about it in the previous episode on episode 10. I understand it's a new season and they're trying to get into it and everything. Um, I, I've listening back to it, it sounded a little bit harsh, but I think it's just because the pressure that they do have to put on a great show, especially given off how good W Series actually was, it's it was a big feat to have. The fact that W Series towards the last season or even the second last season, they had proper coverage and how production has been for the first round and even this round in Valencia it's not it's a work in progress and I feel like it should never have been a work in progress to begin with um it should have been right off the bat running smoothly like it was rumored that we were going to have coverage in Valencia we didn't I understand why round one didn't because it overlapped but the fact that um it was the same weekend as Miami and the time difference we just assumed that we would have some kind of access but even the live timing had issues. They were quick on social media to post things, but it still just wasn't enough. Like we just had to hear it so much delayed. Like even the driver's social medias were posting information before the actual official website did or the official um, social media. So it is quite harsh. And I do apologize if people have said that as well. It's just, like I said, it's precious being a female motorsport, even when you're racing or working within it, it is quite pressurized. And what you see on social media, some of these comments are just not it as well. Um, I really hope that they can kind of pick up with it as well. It's so difficult, the fact that F1 Academy six or seven times is the same weekends as F1 weekends, and sometimes even the exact same times as F1 racing or F2 racing, F3. So I understand the coverage might be difficult to put on Sky, but even just YouTube as well. We get that with Freca, which overlaps with F2 and F3 quite often, or Euroform formula as well. It, yeah, it's just the coverage. But I wanted to say before we get into the episode of talking about round two in Valencia that just came off this weekend. But let's get into it. Um, 
it was a little bit quieter overall. There was a few uh, track infringements in qualifying, which we'll discuss in a bit, and a few um, uh, race result penalties, post-race result penalties. But there was no any disqualifications, which was a good thing compared to how it was the last round. Um, looking at the free practices, the two sessions, pretty much it was Nira Marti, which we're going to say a lot because she had one of her best weekends so far in round two. Um, she was able to top um, the free practice one with a time of a 134.416, um, followed by Abby Pulling from Carling with a 134.684, and Lena Buller in P3 for ART with a 134.83. In the second free practice, it was Marta Garcia, again, another strong driver so far in the F1 Academy. She was pretty much unopposed from any other drivers, leading the way with a 134.549, over seven tenths quicker than her premier teammate, uh, Bianca Bustamante, which she finished in P2. MP Motorsport, Hamda Akabezi, finally getting it right now, <laughs> rounded out the top three with a 135.333, having topped um, the, uh, having topped yesterday, which was Thursday's uh, test session. Um, we'll discuss some of the testing going on because they did a pre-test of round two and a post-test uh, of round two, both in Valencia, which is interesting. Um, there was actually a red flag in the last uh, couple minutes of free practice after Chloe Grant went into the gra gravel. However, she was able to get the car going ahead and return to the pits, but the session was not restarted um, due to it being the last couple minutes of free practice. Looking at qualifying, it was a double pole position for Marta Garcia, qualifying as pole for both the first session and the second session. Um, she had a time, if I pull this up correctly, um, she was able to have her time with a 134.802, followed with her in qualifying one with her teammate Bianca, and then Abby pulling in P3. In qualifying two, the, when the pit lane reopened, some of the drivers wasted no time to get onto the track. And in the opening minutes, Emily DeHuss was able to top the timesheets, going quicker than Jessica Edgar by a hundredth. Um, Hamda Akabasi was able to pretty much take the lead halfway through qualifying with a 134.902, but seven cars have still yet to enter the track and have a time. Uh, that also included M Marta Garcia. Towards the end, though, it was Garcia that took the checkered flag with the fastest time of a 134.489 ahead of Hamda and then ART Grand Prix's Lena. But it wasn't as quick and easy. Um, There's actually some changes in the first round of qualifying, which saw Nira Marti actually class as P1 and Hamda as P2 and Chloe Grant in P3 um, due to multiple lap times being deleted for track limit infringements. Now, that was something that was also happening last round as well, Tom. Like, I understand qualifying being short. They only have 15 minutes. But do you think maybe they should look at extending qualifying? Because this is the second time out of two track limits have come into play post-qualifying sessions. Uh, yeah, I I do because if if you look at um, you know if you look at other sort of junior formulas you know sub so F two F three they I know there are more drivers on the grid but they tend to have longer qualifying sessions or in some circuits they get split up into two sessions 
because um, you know you 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 never know when something may go wrong. You, you know you know if if so, if someone has an off or something, you know it could 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 bring out a flag. And I know you know it, it's easy to say, oh, you know you should go out early, you should set a bank alarm, you should do this, you should you should do that. But you know it. You, you might not have the fuel, you might not have the, you know, you, you might, might have tires, it might not be part of your program. And, and you know, if, if you factor in, you know, a, 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 how long was it, was a, was a quality lap of, of Valencia? I can't remember. Offhand. It's a 134, 135, and they only okay. have 15 minutes of a yeah, qualifying. Okay. You know, so, so if we're saying like 135, you know, the, you can then put in probably what, 210 for for an outlap you know two minutes for, for, for an outlap and then you know then you then you know a, a cool down come in lap you know, if, if you're doing a one lap hit or or if you you know it's a if, if you're doing sort of like a sort of like a like a one hit, you know like, like like a one hit kind of thing you know you could only have time for three runs at most you know, because by the time you get back in, by the time you put fuel back in the car, you put a new set of tires on. If you've got a new set of tires, it could be done. And you know, if someone brings out a red flag with like two minutes to go, you know, you you, you might be on, you might be on, you might be on a recharge lap or a, or a, not so much a recharge lap, but but a, but an out lap. And it's just, yeah, it, it just seems like you know, surely half an hour makes sense because if there's a red flag. You know, you, at least you get time to restart the session, and yeah, you, you know, it's just yeah, it just it just feels a bit, it just feels too sort of. I know they have a lot of things to get through in a race weekend. You know, it's not like Formula One. You know, you know, where it's qualifying a race. You, you know, unless you have a sprint weekend. Um, you know, it's, it's it feels like they're they're like okay, right, we'll get them out on track. We'll do that session, tick it off. Woo, yeah, we'll do another session, tick it off. It, it feels a bit too rushed and a bit too sort of compacted into a weekend. And I think, you know, especially from like a sort of driver's standpoint, it's like, you know, you know, so when you go out on track and this happens across all levels of motorsport, because I, I do some track days in Landau, which is a circuit not far from here. Um, and, uh, and, and it, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, you, you start going around, you start getting used to it. You know, you, you start bedding in, you know, you bed in, you 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 get more use of the car, you get more use of the circuit, blah, blah, blah. You know, so 15 minutes to me, it seems like by the time some of the drivers you know, make it into a good flow, it's done. And it's just, yeah, it, it just it just yeah, it just seems a bit off to me. I I agree. The fact that there's 15 drivers as well. So like if you think of traffic potentially as well. So they do have two qualifyings, 15 minutes each. So qualifying one, whoever finishes the top will start race one from P1, but in race um, two, they would the top eight reverse, which I understand is great. But then they also have race three, which is slightly longer. It's an extra 10, uh, it's the same amount of time as race three. So I agree, maybe, I don't know. I feel like race three is not needed because race three and race one are both 30 minutes and they both have their own qualifying for it. And then obviously race two is kind of like the reverse. So it's like sprint, it's feature then sprint, if we take it like in F2 terms. So feature goes first and then sprint goes second for race two, and then another feature in race three. And sometimes that's actually a different day, how it was this weekend. They had race three on its own on a Sunday, whereas they had race one and race two on the Saturday. And then all the free practices and qualifying 
on the Friday, but 15 minutes, you have 15 drivers, track takes an hour, uh, an hour, a minute and a half at or more most of the time because it's just over a minute and a half to do a time. It, And then, like you said, with the safety cars and or red flags and everything, it just should be like at least 25 minutes or half an hour. Like I know F2 gets about half an hour to 45 minutes depending on what circuit it is sometimes as well. Um, and if it's F2 and F3, or they do the double in Monaco because you can't fit all the drivers on at the same time. But yeah, it's just, we'll see. I, I understand obviously it's the first time and um, they're still kind of getting like all the issues kind of out, but it, it's very difficult to think about. But if we look into the actual races itself, um, it was Hamda's first win, I believe. Yes, she took her first win, um, her maiden win, in the race one um, for MP Motorsport. She was actually starting from pole because of the qualifying one track limits um, deletion for Garcia. So she was able to start. Oh, I lie. So sorry. Marty started P1, Hamda started P2, but was able to quickly overtake as she moved on the outside into turn one on the first lap to overpass Marty to take the lead, and pretty much never looked back from that. Um, pretty much further down the order, we had Chloe Grant for ART. She started in P3, but dropped two positions on the lap one, as her teammate Lena Burr and MP Motorsport sister to Hamda, Amda, was able to make way past Chloe Grant. Um, very quiet. Pretty much, Hamda was able to cross the checkered flag 7.1 seconds ahead of Marty. Wow. For a chat, like, it's been a bit competitive in round one. If you've seen some of the clips and seen the timings, they've been very, very close to each other. But seven seconds of a difference, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean, you know, in something that is effectively a spec series, that is quite a gap, and you know it's a, you know it's 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 looking it's looking almost a bit ominous. You know, are, are, are we, you know, are we going to see a sort of like Jamie Chadwick style sort of like wipe the fields to kind of thing? You know, you know don't don't rule it out. And you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure a lot of us want to see so close wheel to wheel every week. But you know, some drivers suit you know suit some circuits or just just are better drivers that, that, than others you know people are better things that, that, than other people so you know it's uh it's 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 one of those things unfortunately um you know it's uh it won't it won't take away from 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 the action i don't think though um because you know because although we're going to see you know potentially one driver sort of like leading from the front um it is like i said it is still a spec series so you know you can have drivers squabbling for second, third, fourth, you know, maybe even the last point or any position. So, you know, I'm 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 trying not to be too too negative about it, and you know, and, and I don't think it's going to be you know sort of like bad in that sense. Um, but you know, it's just a uh, you know, science is sometimes a bit ominous right, when you have a driver sort of dominating the timesheets. Uh, you know, as, as we've seen at all levels of motorsport. Yeah, I feel like it's a little bit different, like. It- We'll discuss race two and race three as well, which were a lot closer between P1, P2, and P3. But another big thing as well to talk about with Hamda as well, she broke her arm in on the last lap incident in 2023 for the UAE Formula 4, um, the Middle East Formula 4, which we mentioned in a few earlier episodes. 
And with her, her accident, I've seen the clips on social media about, like, the recovery. It, she got told it would take four months for her to heal, let alone to potentially not even drive. It took her six weeks to get back into the car, 75 days to get back into a car and to take a win. Like, the photo I'm seeing right now, which is the one that she took when she got out of the car, where she was literally pointing her wrist, because it was a bad break, like, pretty much down all her arm and had to have quite serious surgery for it. Like, it, it's amazing to, the de- determination that she has had to, from being told it was going to take four months to potentially be out of F1 Academy because of this, to push and fight to get into F1 Academy and get the seat, and then 75 day, days later, take her first win in F1 Academy. I think that's it's a great feat to have, and very much props for her, because pretty much seven days after surgery, she was back in Te- uh, trying and training which god that's amazing it's, like it's incredible isn't it you know maybe she's got lance soul's physio or something but, but uh <laughs> you know that that is what that is one insane recovery you know su- surgery to to the podium in it was what 75 days i think mm-hmm. you said yeah yeah for a uh, I, I thought so yeah it's just that's just for something that should have taken form, and it's not like she's going back to, to doing cross-stitching or playing chess. She's driving a single-seater car in a race, you know, around a racetrack. You know, you know, you know, the, the, you know, obviously you know, the forces stuff are going to be going through when she's doing that. You know, I, I'd imagine she was, she's probably dosed upon painkillers or something, you know, but, you know, you know, it's just incredible that she was able to make such a good recovery. But, that's, you know, that's also testament to all the you know all, all all the all the people working with her all all the, all the people around her yeah wow 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 yeah. wow i think just reading actually she was able to be in the car first test in barcelona slow laps but just easy slow laps just to see i think that was yeah that was like 70 seven days after the surgery like with the healing um for rehabilitation specialists coming in from um holland italy for it and then 70 57 days was the final testing at Paul Ricard and was able to do proper laps. That's yeah. Round one Red Bull Spielberg when the first season when the season started was 68 days. And she did have podiums as well. Like she was topping quite well. She didn't win, but she was up there when it cause she was P2, I think, in the standings after the first round. So great, great props to her. And it it's it shows the determination that these drivers have to have a career working in motorsport as well, like pushing themselves to the limit for having these seats because it is competitive. It's it, it can be as competitive as F1. If you only have 15 seats, it, it's the same. <laughs> They're the top people in their discipline right now for it. But looking into race two, it was another maiden win, and it was Bianca Bustamante for Prema, the Filipino driver. Um, she was able to um, hold off some late changes from Leah, uh, from Lena Brilla and Hamda towards the last couple races. Um, it was a front row start with Bianca taking um, the first P1 position with uh, her teammate Chloe Chong in P2. Um, however, there was a few different battles going on we saw Lena Bullock was able to launch past Chan into P2 within the first lap uh there was a safety card that came out on the opening uh, opening lap which saw MP Mosport Emily DeHuss and Carrie Shiner make, making contact this resulted in the Dutch driver for MP ending in the gravel 
There was also Abby Pulling had uh, collateral damage from that accident, um, was able to re-enter the track, but the host was given a black flag. Wow. <laughs> that That's very rare. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, you know, it's not it's, it's it's not often we see you know a, a black flag or something, but uh, yikes! Yeah, with the race we saw, we saw Marta Garcia was able to put her head down and make up six places um, to P eight in the order, and she pretty much didn't stop there. She was able to go up to P five ahead of her teammate Chloe Chang, who went down um, down the order. As mentioned, yeah, Bianca, she was able to hold a 0.8 second lead over below P2. So not as much of a difference compared to race one, but that, yeah, that was amazing. Like for, I, I've met Bianca, I've done um, an interview podcast with her in the past when she was racing for W Series, like her determination, um, probably seen Espan Archons actually talked about her in some clips as well because they were training in the same gym together. And she's determined, like, she puts in, like, hours into the gym. Like, I, it was so happy, like, seeing some of the clips of that as well. It was very emotional for her, um, being the first person from the Philippines to be able to take a F1 FIA podium as well, at P1 podium, um, which was really great to see. So I, I, I'm expecting more from her as well. Like, she's been quite close to podiums. Um, she's in the top four in the standings after round one. So definitely very much uh, one of the drivers to look out for for the rest of the season. Looking at the final race, uh, it was action-packed, apparently. Um, I'm still waiting to see the full highlights of race three. Um, It should be coming out today. Uh, We're recording on the 11th Thursday, so we're waiting for the Sky F1 package episode to come out today uh, to see everything that turned out into that but Marta Garcia she was able to claim her third academy F1 academy win there's been six races and she's won three of them like definitely someone to look out for 100% like she's topped qualifying free practice sessions as well quite often it's a name we're going to be saying quite a lot as well um but pretty much from start to finish, she had a perfect launch off the line from the pole and managing to have a comfortable uh, gap across the line ahead of her fellow Spaniard of Nerea Marti, while Abby Pulling was able to complete the podium. However, there was a few battles going on down the grid for the last couple points. Um, and then there was some um, post-race well, there's some few um, penalties, which we saw a safety car that came out um, after a contact with Lola Lovefalls and Chloe Grant. It triggered the safety car, which a bunch of the cars with only six laps left to go for the race, um, for the final race of the day. Um, once action got back on the way, Chloe Grant was handed a five second te- uh, time penalty for track limits and was pretty much under pressure from the midfield. Um, with all of them trying to score the needed points. It, it's getting crucial, these points as well, um, so early on in the round uh, of the season for F1 Academy. Um, but afterwards as well, there was two drivers that, were, that received some post-race penalties. Uh, first of them was Chloe Grant. She received two five-second penalties for two different instances across the race. One of them was given for forcing um, Lola Lofons, which was the previous um, accident, as mentioned, off track. 
Um, and then she was also given another time penalty after it was found that the ART driver had caused a collision with Jessica Edgar Carlings at the exit of turn one. Another penalty was for Chloe Grant, who had finished P9, but now classified P11, so out of the points. Uh, this promoted uh, Jessica Edgar and Emily DeHuss into ninth and 10th, respectively. Um, another one, uh, Carling, which was Megan Giltz, was given a, she has been given a three grid, grid drop for the next race, which will be in Barcelona next weekend, and we will be previewing it next episode, um, after she had a collision with Chloe Chan on the final lap of race three. It's nice reading and speaking about it, but I, I still wish you could properly see it and properly interact. Like the live timing, the live time that you have on the F1 Academy website, yes, it's all right. It, it gives you kind of it, but for me, even just like to listen on the radio as well, because I, these tracks are iconic. So everyone knows what these turns are, the names of these uh, turns. Now, working with doing Formula Talk and um, being in the media within, um, F1 Academy, seeing the reports, we start to know these drivers. Um, I think just even just a radio, like BBC Five Lounge, like an extra, not Lounge, or BBC Five Sport, or just like a separate radio channel, just even just to listen to it live. I think that's better than nothing that we currently have that is proper live. What do you think, Tom? No, I fully agree. And, you know, live timing is great, but you don't get a sort of sense of what's going on because if you if you're just following live timing you know you you, you, you may be seeing okay so um you know so uh, you know like bianca is you know like sort of like you know, 0.5 seconds behind um like like nero marty or something but then on but then you know what you might not be seeing is they might be having a fantastic scrap over, over their lap and they're swapping positions. But of course, every time they cross the te- they, uh, cross the testing line, um, cross the finish line, you know, you know, um, you know, Marty might might already be ahead. So you know, you're not getting a true representation of what's going on. You know, you know, you're not seeing it. You know, if uh, you know if they're like slipstreaming up to turn one, or you know, you know, you know, you know, chasing people down, or you know, if if someone sort of has a bit of an off. Yeah, even you know things like live timing are things that should accompany a video feed or an audio feed, and it's something that you know I'd have on my laptop. Well, you know, I usually watch the F1 or motorsport in general downstairs, um, you know, on 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 the big screen, as uh, as, as my dad would say. Um, you know, you know, so you know, I'll sit there with you know, my iPad or sometimes have my laptop, and that's where I'll have the live timing. Um, yeah, so it's it's something that that I because I'm you know, quite a much sports sort of nerd, you know, I like to see you know like you know like sector times and your tire you know, tires and all the rest of it. So that's why I like to have it open. It's not or shouldn't be in my eyes a primary feed, if you like. You know, even if it's an audio feed, because I know a lot of people listen to races. You know, a, a lot of people. You know. Um, you know, they, they might sort of have it on the background. It's like my cousin, who's a big F1 fan, she listens to it on on BBC Sport, for example. Like you know, like like you said, so you know, you know, people can listen to it. And it's just yeah, that that there needs to be sort of like more from it. Um, but yeah, so it, it's just 
I, th- I think they're still sort of ironing out so- some of the kinks, which is, uh, <sighs> you know, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to go over all ground because you know, you summed it up nicely earlier, but it's like, you know, W Series had it nailed, you know, especially in sort of like late, later seasons. Um, you know, with, with the whole, you, you know, they they were, uh, you know, they were like alongside F1 and you know, they're having the coverage, their commentary. You know, it's, it's like Italian F4 gets better coverage than F1 Academy. Yeah, Freca. Uh, I mentioned Freca because I watched that more, but even GB3, GB4 was on this weekend as well. And we might cover it towards the end of the season once the season's wrapped up as an episode, but even they had coverage as well. And the live timing is actually not even the live timing. It's done by the sector points, and it's after all the drivers pass the sector, sector points, you see the time. So yes. if we take Hamda, for example, who was a seven-second lead, she would have passed, and then we would see we would have to wait until the last 15th driver, or if we have DNFs, we would have to wait until that driver passed the checker flag in order to see the time. Like, so it, it's live, but it's not live. It, it's like a half-live. And then uh, last time I checked, they didn't have the mini-sectors as well, which is probably the better one to maybe look at. But it's only by sector one, two, three, four, um, one, two, and three that it, it shows. But again, it's um, uh, yeah. Like I said, I hope I hope it irons out. It'll be interesting to see when they do their last round in Coda, which is going to be at the same time as F one. Um, so we'll see how that production will go because hopefully that will be on live TV because there is it, it's there's no excuse. It. Yeah. It's with yeah, there's no excuse for for it not not to be on live TV. You know, they've got everything that you know, they've already got the infrastructure there. So, you know, if it's not on live TV, and bear in mind, you know, you know, the sort of your first you know, couple of races, you kind of, or the first first sort of weekend, you kind of a little bit of slack. Um, but by that, you know, by that point, it'll be the last race of the season. It's going to be October. It's still. Five months away. It's going to say six. It's, it's you know it's five months away, almost to the weekend. So um, you know it's a uh, yeah. Uh, I, you know I think it's safe to say we, we sort of we sort of gone over that enough. And and you know it, I, I don't want to keep sort of passion over passion over it. You know because we could be until the cars come on, and we got meetings to go to. So you know because it, it, it is it is the middle of middle of a working day here um so don't uh, tell our bosses <laughs> using our lunch using our lunch hour to record this episode oh my mine mine would be fine he's, he's working to be fair but no um uh you know let's uh you know just you know, just 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 as, as the lunch hour ticks down let's have a quick look at um at the final testing sessions uh in valencia so i have no idea why i said it like that i do apologize um, I think the Catherine's hitting in. Um, so once again, it was uh Neria Marty who was quickest in both sessions. Uh, yeah, sorry, just double checking my facts. Yes, it was indeed Marty who was, who was quickest over both days. Um, so if we look at first of all, if we look at day one, um so yeah, so Marcy finished the day having done 35 laps and she did a 133.7. Uh hot on her heels though, uh is the um 
is the MP Motorsport of Hamda Al Kubasi, uh, who did nail that uh, pronunciation, I hope, um, who was only what, about a tenth, tenth and a half behind her. Yeah, did, did a 133.844. And Marty did a 133.702, to, to be precise. So it's, uh, yes, it's just, just over a tenth. Um, and then only two tenths behind them is uh, is Lena Buller, uh, who is in the ART. She completed 36 laps, uh, and she did a 134 flat. I mean, if, if you look at the, the sort of numbers here, you know, if if we just if we just just look at the if we just look at the lap time, so you know, so so Marty did the fastest lap time, which is one thirty three seven, and Megan Gilks, who, who who was P fifteen, um, she did a one thirty five three. That's only what I say only a second and a half. That you know, I'm trying to do anybody a disservice. That's a fairly tight field, um, and. They all did a good number of laps. So a couple of drivers. So Chloe Grant, who who finished fourth in in the morning test on on day one, she did twenty nine laps. Um, from what I can see, everybody else sort of did about between 34, 38 laps. And then we had a couple of drivers like Marta Garcia. She did forty two. Bianca did forty one in in the Prima. Um, you know, so there's. There's there's good consistency across there as well. You know, we haven't heard any horror stories of you know power years gone bang or anything, and hopefully this is gonna this is gonna uh, you know you know this this is this is gonna be you know this is a good this is a good sign. I think it's worth pointing out that um, uh, the morning sessions are three hours apiece. Uh, sorry, each session is three hours, so one day has six hours of running. With the morning session kicking off at 9 a.m. local time. So for any UK listeners, that is 8 a.m. our time that testing begun. That, that runs for three hours. They then break for lunch and you know, debrief, whatever. That they then jump back into the cars in the afternoon. Um, just looking at the afternoon sessions, time's a little bit slower. Um, you know, it, you know, it might be that you know the, the track temper cooled down, or they could have been running different programs, we don't know. But we have the same top two. So Nevermati, once again, who Campos, you know, Spanish driver, Spanish team, uh, Spanish track, you know, home advantage, even in testing. Um, she did a 134-101 uh, with 32 laps. And then Hamda Al Kubasi, she was again second with MP Motorsport. She she did a 134-175. Now imagine that was qualifying, you know, that that could be the difference between, you know, just you just break a little bit of traction on an exit curb, you know. So that's you know that is close. And then jumping uh, from six in uh, f- uh, the morning session to third in the se- in the second, uh, sorry, jumping to second in the afternoon session is Abby Pulling. She did a one thirty four two five zero. Now she she did feel like she did twenty five laps compared to Marty and and Kubasi who did thirty two and thirty three respectively. But um, Barbie Pulling, she did a 134.250. So there's a tenth and a half between the top three. And and you then look at Marta Garcia, who was fourth, 134.296. Uh, um, Lovin Foss, I probably said that wrong. Uh, Campos, 134.413. Uh, 
and then and then um, and then you know a lot of times in the one thirty four. So a bit of a jump between fifth and sixth. So uh, so Clavin Foster did the one thirty four four. Then Amna Al Kubasi uh, did a one thirty four seven. So there's a bit you know so that there's a there's a good three tenths between them. And then you know, we see one thirty four seven, thirty four eight, thirty four nine nine. If you look at Jessica Edgar and, and Kari Schreiner, who are in ninth and tenth uh, respectively. Uh, Edgar did a 134.906 and Shrina did a 134.908 down to the that's what down to the wow. thousandth two thousandths that's and they both so, did the same amount of laps as well yeah 28 laps and you know after, after all that there's two thousandths between them so hopefully that's going to bode well and and yeah you know so it's uh, it, you know, so, so day one you know Pretty damn good for for Marty and Al Um I'll just uh, I'll just run through the the full finishing orders for both of them. Then we'll have a quick look at day two. So day one we had Never Marty top with uh, Hans Al Kibasi and Lena Bula as top three, as I mentioned. Uh, Chloe Grant was P four. This is all in the morning session of day one, by the way. Then Lova Loving was P five. I'd be pulling P6. I'm the Al-Kubasi P7 with Marta Garcia P8. Then looking at the sort of bottom half, uh, we have uh, Caceres, who was P, P9, Kyle Schreiner P10, Bianca Bustamate P11, Emily Dehoyes P12, Chloe Chong P13, Timmy Tuskerka P14, and Megan, uh, Megan Gertz P15. They're just having a very quick look at day one afternoon sessions. Again, I'll just run, run through the order. I'm not going to rattle off all, all the lap times. Um, again, Marty Kubasi, top two. And as I mentioned, I'll be pulling P3. Uh, we had Marty Garcia, P4. Then Lovinvoff, again, you know, uh, you, you, you could call a miss or misses consistency. Uh, P5, once again. Um, Kubasi, P6 with Bula, uh, Edgar, Shrine and Bustamate. That is P7, 8, 9 and 10. Then the bottom five again. That sounds a bit harsh, but you know it's it's it's, it's testing. You know, um, then I have Chloe Grant and Emily Dehoyes P11 and P12. Then the bottom three we have Megan Gilks, Macy Caceres, and Chloe Chong, who were our final three finishers. So let's have a very quick ganders over day two, and. Once again, wouldn't you know? It was, <laughs> yeah, it, it was. You know, I, I, I said, I said, Lola Fast for his misconsistency. What, what about Neria Marcy? I mean, you know, top across all four sessions. You know, once again, uh, you know, she, she was, uh, she was P one in uh, in the Valencia morning session, and she was P one in the afternoon session. You know, I mean, you know, that's. That's some consistency, isn't it, Soph? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, she—we've been saying her name like crazy, and do it. Like she's looking at the standings as well. Like she's not even the top one. So, I mean, obviously there has been penalties and track limits and all that infringements and all that, but she's just absolutely killing it. She's next W Series driver as well. I I will like to mention as well. So she is more used to these cars compared to some of the other drivers but i mean another consistency is hamda as well three out of four finishing second so it's it's quite good definitely 100 percent. 
yeah, you, you know, there's there's real consistency across the board, which is, which is, which is, you know, it's 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 good. It's good for it's good for the tires. Good for the good for the sport. Um, yeah. Apologies, Zoom just had an absolute wobbly. Then it just showed me in a freeze frame. Hopefully that didn't come across on video. Um, just looking at the rest of the runners. So once again, Valencia day two morning session. As I said, uh, we had Marty and Handbell Capacity top two. Lena Bula back up to P three. It's interesting to note that the top four did uh, sort of quite a few. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, they did. Less laps or fewer laps, I should say. And that's incorrect English. They, they did fewer laps than, than the rest of the grid, especially when compared to Marta Garcia, who's in P5, who did 58 laps. 58 laps. You know, that's you know, cool. yeah, that, that, that's almost double what Lena Bula did because she did 26. Yeah, you know. more than double. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, yeah, because yeah, 42 would be double. Uh, 52, sorry, would be double. Yeah, blinking uh, act. Yeah. I struggle with my numbers as well. Yet we both we both deal with numbers <laughs> as a job. I know, yeah. So uh, this is oh, this is why they invented calculators, honestly. Um, but yes, no, uh, yeah. So, so like I said, Mons Garcia P five fifty 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 eight laps, and then um, then Amna Alcubasi and uh, Caceres in P six and seven. They both did forty two laps, and there was only well, uh, um, well, Amna Alcubasi did a one thirty three seven five four. And Metica Ceres did a one thirty three eight two four. So again, you know, not much, you know, not much between them at all. Um, looking looking down the list a little bit, we then had Carrie Schreiner, Emily Dehois, and Chloe Grant rounding up the top ten. So Schreiner finished having done a one thirty three nine with thirty two laps. Emily Dehois in the MP Motorsport did a one thirty three nine again. Um, this time with 40 laps, but she did a 133.982 when Shrine did a 133.936. So that's what five hundredths between them. Again, hardly anything. And then, like I said, Chloe Grant rounded up the top 10, you know, racing for ART. Uh, she did a 134 flat uh, with 29 laps. So a little bit less running for, for her. Um, then just looking at the bottom five, we had Bianca, Bustamate once again. 46 laps. You know, again, that's you know, that's a that's a good slog. You know, that is a good slog in what I'd imagine, you know, Valencia, you know, with what sort of like mid-May, it's gonna be hot. Um, so yeah, so you know, you know, good effort, good effort from from her once again. One one thirty four, one seven four. We then had Abby Pulling and Chloe Chong in P12 and P13, respectively, with pulling doing a one thirty-four, three three seven. And Chong doing a 134.619. Then the bottom two, Jessica Recker did a 134.767 on 40 laps. And then uh, we finally have, I'm just trying to look to see if I can see any reasons why. Um, Megan Gilks, uh, who was racing for Cardiff, and I can't see anything, she did a 136 flat, but only completed 12 laps. So I don't know if there was an issue or something. Unfortunately, it doesn't say, so I couldn't tell you. And you know, if I'd have been able to watch it, <coughs> FIA, you know, we could have, uh, you know, I, uh, we could have told you, but alas, we cannot. And we'll just have a very quick run through the afternoon uh, timings and standings. Then I'll pass you back to uh, the wonderful Sophia. So once again, 
as we mentioned earlier, Nero Marti with some incredible consistency. Uh, completed 29 laps, finishing P1 with a 133.849. Then right on her heels, uh, you know, British British driver, go on, Abby. Abby pulling, race, racing for Carlin, 133.910. You know, T is, so if you look over the timing screens, you know, Abby pulling has really worked her way up. So, yeah, so that's, um, you know, that's, that's encouraging. And then Martikas here rounds out the top three. Having done only twenty four laps uh, with a one thirty four flat, if we just look at the rest of the top ten. So P four, five, and six, we see Bianca Bustamate, who has you know has worked way uh, up there. She's one thirty four three one three, having done twenty five laps. Hamda Al, uh, sorry, Hamda Al Kubasi, basically Fabi Motorsport, doing a one thirty four three six zero. Then Lola Lovenvoss uh, did a 134.4, only, only 20 laps. It's interesting to note that this Valencia afternoon session, they all did fewer laps. Only Abby Pulling did 30 laps or more. Most of them sort of did mid to late 20s. It's so in a lot of, sort of 28, 29. Um, and then some drivers only did uh, did fewer than fewer than 20. But P7, uh, Matthew Caceres, Went through four seven with twenty five laps, then P eight nine and ten. Emily de Hoys with the one thirty four seven eight two on twenty nine laps. Amna Alcubasi the one thirty four eight five seven, and Lena Buller the one thirty four nine five one. With Buller only having done eighteen laps. Then quick quick look at the bottom five: we had Jessica Redker, Chloe Grant, Megan Gilks, Carrie Schreiner, and Chloe Chong, uh, and they did seventeen. 18, 17, 18, and 20 laps, <clears throat> respectively. So that was Edgar and Gilks doing 17 laps, Chloe Grant and Carrie Shiner doing 18 laps, and Chloe Chong rounding out uh, with 20 laps. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Um, so that was the last testing as well for F1 Academy. So they've done, they even did like a pre-testing in Valencia as well for a day, which there's no real much records of discussions about it, but then yeah, they've done two two testings preseason. Then they had the testing in Valencia before Valencia round two. Now they did a Valencia after, and then they go to Barcelona, which is one of the races that they did testing preseason um, next week. While um, F two and F three go to Imola, but quickly looking at the standings, um, Garcia tops it. She's had every single points in every single race. She's on top with ninety seven points, followed by Hamda at seventy one points. Again, another driver that has. Uh, points every single race so far these first two rounds and then Nuremati, um she has not had points every single round but she's at 53 so that's the top three for um f1 academy so that's pretty much the end of this episode primarily focusing on f1 academy um but if you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love it if you would take five to leave us a five-star rating on Spotify or a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And if you're one of the 72% of people who have not yet subscribed to the channel, please consider helping us out with a like, scri- like subscribe, share, or follow. So for the talk, you can find us on YouTube where, again, I say this every week, it's a consistent thing. Hopefully it'll be recorded live, but you can rewatch it as at the moment it's pre-recorded, but it is on YouTube. Um, you can also find us on Amazon Fire, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Music, Verbal, and Pocket Cast. Just search for the talk for our 
sorry, search Grid Talk for our backlog of catalogs as we are part of our assistant show, which is Grid Talk, um, where we discuss all things F1. Uh, please consider cons- uh, supporting us on our the channel Patreon so we can get mics, lights, and better equipment. And make sure you're subscribed to so the first to know when each new weekly episode is released. We'll be back next week to preview Imola for F2 and F3 and also preview Barcelona for F1 Academy. And also, F2 is currently at the moment testing as well. So we'll be discussing that. They've just completed their first day yesterday in Barcelona. And they're currently doing day two right now again in Barcelona. Some cool some cool things to point out in that one. So definitely make sure you're listening when it gets released next week. So we'll be back soon with plenty more motorsport content. Thank you, Tom, for joining me, as always. Oh, it's a pleasure. Anybody who's watching this, you can see I've just been sabotaged by the cat. So she <laughs> says hello to anybody watching. And thank you very much for listening to Formula Talk presented by Bet Online. And see you next week. Bye.